It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. When I got the call to become governor, my big brother told me, little brother, you come back home the same way you're leaving here today with your head held high. Well, I'll be keeping that promise. The first day and I will return to the farm with our heads held high. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. Missouri Governor Mike Parson focused on child care, infrastructure, workforce development, and education in his final State of the State address, and even managed to earn praise from Democrats for some of his priorities. But Parson these days is also looking back at a long career in public service as a sheriff, member of the House and Senate, as well as lieutenant governor, and now as the state's 57th governor. Governor Parson joins me now, and Governor, welcome back to Up to Date. Always good to have you here. Uh, good to talk to you, Steve. Thanks for having me on. You know, I know it's too early for goodbyes, but as you think about it, what will you miss most about life in the state capital of Missouri once you've moved on uh, a year from now? Oh gosh, Steve, there's probably, probably several things, but you know, I've I've met some great people uh, over this time. Uh, especially as governor, I will say, and get to be involved in some of the things I have with businesses and just everyday people. It's just a wonderful experience to know that there's just so many good people out there trying to do good things every day. Um, And I wish I could share that message even better, but I know in your business, you're always looking for the news or what's, what's happening. But I'm telling you, there's just so many people out there living their lives normally every day and good people trying to do good things. Is serving as governor as cool of a job as I think it would be? (laughs) Well, yes, I would say yes, but uh, it's no cakewalk. Uh, (laughs) One one of the things, I'm always honored to be the governor. I mean, there's lots of great things you get to do, the travel and the plane to be able to have at your disposal, uh, security, and a lot of different things. Getting into a Chiefs game is a lot more fun when you're governor <laughs> than it is when you're, when you're a regular fan like I used to be. But uh, uh, it is also takes away your normal life totally. And, and, I mean, you have to understand that when you take this job on, that you, you are going to sacrifice a great deal when it comes to family time sure. and just personal time. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the issues uh, you mentioned during your State of the State address this week. You talked a lot about boosting the number of child care slots across the state. Explain what that issue is and why more child care access has become such an important issue in Missouri. I think one is just demand on the workforce. I mean, just the idea, there's just a lot of people in the workforce right now. And maybe where you used to have grandparents who'd come in and help with the children or somebody else, you realize that they're working too. And both sides of the families are working. And it's become a tremendous shortage. There's only about, we only have about 39% 
of capable daycare centers. 39% of our children have an opportunity to go to a mm. center, a daycare center in the state of Missouri. So that you're, you're talking almost 70% of the kids don't have a place to go or 60% don't have a place to go. So that means that somebody's not going to go to work, they're going to have to stay at home or any other thing that might happen. And at the end of the day, that's probably helping families uh, as about the best we can is to help them with their children. And then I think you help the businesses by keeping people at work, and then that all translates to the economy at the end of the day. You've also proposed adding about $120 million to the state education funding formula. This obviously also pertains to our children. Why is that money needed, Governor? Well, look, I, I mean, you've got to figure out ways to educate the kids, and it's just, I mean, expenses do go up, and just like they do for anybody else. But I think being able to fully fund the formula, uh, ever since I've been governor, every year we've been able to do that to a total of $700 million since I've been governor. And then to fully fund transportation, uh, Steve, I'm just, I'm just a big fan. I, I don't care whether it's public, charter, private, Christian. Look, Whatever it takes to get a kid a quality education, I don't care how they get it. I just want them to get one because I think that's the real secret to change in society. If you want to do something about crime and health care and all the different things, you got to give a kid an education. We've got to figure out how to get that done. Does that $120 million fully fund the formula if that gets passed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fully funded. And like I said, transportation's on top of that. Yeah. So. You're also making a significant investment in broadband infrastructure. You're looking at $1.5 billion in this area. A lot of us here in the big city don't understand what a problem this is for some rural Missourians, Governor. How would you describe that issue? Well, if if you can imagine, anybody can imagine today's time with as much presence as we have on iPhones and social media and all the things we do, just imagine you don't have that service. Uh, that you're going to be able to, you can't get on the internet, you can't do your business, you can't do your books, you can't do telehealth uh, like normal people can do that. I want to say that, that are fortunate enough to have that. You know, the one point billion was such an influence or, or going to have such an effect on our state. I'm going to say in five years, we should be very close, if not having everybody in this state with a quality broadband access mm-hmm. in five years time. I mean, that's how, that's how big that, that 1.5 billion is. And again, you know what though, Steve, I, I travel the state all over, but you can go right on the outskirts of Kansas city, St. Louis, and you'll have the same problems that somebody right. does plumb up in Northern Missouri. Right. Right. We'll be right back. Can we heal the environment in Kansas? We're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. You got some praise from Democrats for some of the initiatives you outlined uh, this week. Does that make you nervous? (laughs) Well... No, uh, you know, uh, good point, though. You know, somebody, there's always somebody wants to make an issue of that sometimes. Look, when I became governor, Steve, I, I really, we sat in this very office where I'm talking to you now from and said, we didn't promise nobody nothing. We didn't know we was going to be governor. So what are the things that we can do to really change the needle in the state? 
and put politics to the side, what are those things? Of course, naturally, we decide on infrastructure and workforce development. But most of the things that I've always felt like you need to find a common ground with the Democrat side of the aisle on the things you could agree on. There will be things that we will never agree on, that we will be passionate about not agreeing on. But the, but I always think being a good legislator, being a good statesman, is trying to figure out where's the common ground at and how do you move it forward that is really best for the people of Missouri. And I feel like we've had a, a good relationship with that side of the aisle to move some of the things forward. Well, speaking of statesmanship, I need to ask, uh, as we're talking here today, the state Senate appears to be imploding in this factional fight between more traditional Republicans and those who are from the far right side of the party. How concerned are you about this as the session gets underway? How big a threat does this pose to you getting your agenda through? You you know what, Steve? I I don't know about my agenda. We'll, We'll see how time goes on that. Uh, and how big a threat it is. But the scope in the big picture, I want to say, for what's happening here, I don't think anybody in Missouri wants to see Washington-style politics here in Missouri. Hmm. I mean, as different politically we are on each side of the aisle, most of the time people find common ground and everything. I, I think some of the things we're seeing right now, frankly, I wish everybody would remember the first day they come into this chamber, whether you're a senator, representative, or governor, and remember how humbled you were to come here and how it was all about treating, representing people back home. And then when you get up here and you put on a suit and you wind and dine and you think you're somebody a little more important than what you are, you know, that creates these problems because I will guarantee you none of these people go back home in their districts and act the way they act in Jeff City. Hmm. And uh, I don't know that I got the answers, but... I wish they would just take a moment and realize what a privilege it is to sit in one of those seats instead of carrying on the way we're carrying on right now. Has it reached a point, Governor, where you feel the need to step in yourself and try to calm the waters there? Yeah, you know what? People people ask me that, Steve. But the problem with that is, you know, I firmly believe in the democracy of the way the Constitution is set up, and, and this is the executive branch. And there's a reason they're separated from the legislative branch. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I wish I could go down there and just tell them what I want done and what I need to do and, and them do it. But there's a reason we're separated. So I, I always respect that idea from this job. Uh, I mean, if, if it got to the point where, let's just say, we weren't going to get the budget done and we know constitutionally you got to do that. Yeah, I would step in and say, OK, wait a minute, you got to do this. But for day-by-day operations is probably not where I need to be. One of the Republicans involved in this dispute, one of the far-right Republicans, is State Senator Bill Eigel from St. Charles County. He was upset uh, after your speech that you didn't devote any time to making it more difficult to pass constitutional amendments in the state at a time when the abortion rights crowd is seeking to get an initiative on the ballot this year to make abortion legal in the state again. You touted the fact that abortions have largely dried up in the state under your watch why didn't you talk more about that initiative to make passing constitutional amendments more difficult? Well, I, I think the thing that Senator Idle is making, I think just trying to get a little more news than anything, but I've actually handled IP reform uh, for many years when I was in the Senate. I probably know about as much about it as anybody does. Initiative petition reform you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, on the petition reform. I mean, I've always been in favor of making it tougher and everything. You know, I don't think I'm the problem uh, with that. I, I think you got to get something to my desk uh, for me to sign. And look, 
This has been in the legislative branch. This has been down there for years now. And every year it gets stalled out by different people because of other, different other issues. So I think it's a little ingenuine of him to kind of say, well, I should have said something and that's going to change things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, it is what it is. Conservative lawmakers are saying you're spending too much money, Governor. You've heard this before. Your budget totals nearly $53 billion. What do you say to that criticism? Yeah, I, I think one of the things I think what, what we did all along, we say, you know, we, we cut people's taxes three times, your income taxes. We know that that put more money in people's pocket. And in, in, at the end of that, they spent money. It wasn't government spending money. They spent money. We've had a 40% increase in general revenue since I, in 2018 when I became governor. And that's not, you know, that's not corporate tax. That's not other kinds of taxes. Right. That's simply people going out there spending money and putting it in their pockets. And when you make more money, you're going to spend more money. The, the thing that you have to do is you have to try to be just like the average person out there does. If you take in 40% more, you can't spend 50%. Yeah. But can yeah. you spend 20% of it and increase your budgets? Sure you can. You can do that and try to be, do things for child care, do things for education, to build roads, build bridges. I mean, those are the things you should be doing. So it's kind of easy to, I want to say, to pick the numbers out of there. But you got to look at the whole picture on that, too. Governor, we just have a couple of minutes left. Let me turn to the Chiefs and Royals. As you know, Jackson County residents are now <clears throat> going to vote in April on whether to extend this $0.38 cent sales tax to fund a downtown baseball stadium and improvements to Arrowhead. If that passes, are you then going to push for state, a state funding package to help with our stadiums this session? Yeah, well, we've, we've had preliminary meetings with, with both the uh, Chiefs and the Royals about, about that very issue. You know, the the problem we have right now, honestly, is you're talking April now before we know that answer. Mm-hmm. So by that time, we've got to have the budget approved by then. So, you know, we, we were hoping if things would have went a little smoother and things would happen a little quicker, we, we could have been able to see where we're at. But honestly, Steve, we just don't know right now. We, we still don't know what all the plans are and how this thing's going to come out at the, at the end uh, on that. So it's a little bit unknown for us here. I think there's no doubt we want to keep two professional sports teams here in Missouri. I mean, that's a huge economic benefit. But even on the economic side of it, you know, people like going to sports venues and it's a part of entertainment life. So uh, I hope they get things worked out. I hope that I hope that gets passed. I do. I think uh, if you kind of look at it, we've always been doing that. We know. I mean, needless to say, the Chiefs have had such a record for 60 years uh, doing what they say they're going to do and bringing a quality product to to the field every year. Are you suggesting, Governor, that getting a funding package passed for the stadiums this session is now somewhat in jeopardy? Well, I think think it'll be pretty tough. You're way down the road now. But I'm not saying it can't be done, uh, but I'm saying a lot of things would have to fall into place pretty quick to get that done. If the state were to chip in this session, what kind of funding package are you looking at? What kind of dollar amount might it be, just roughly, Governor? Well, I, I, Steve, I don't know because, mm. I mean, I actually don't know uh, who else is – you know, I don't know what they're going to do with that revenue. For example, 
Okay, so I think it's a three-eight cent up there. Is that what they're doing? Yes, sir. Up there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so how much of that goes to the sports complex? Is it all going there? Is Jackson County getting a piece of that? Well, the, the money you know, is split between the two teams. You know, that's roughly how it's split. If if so, yeah, because because I think there was some question that Jackson County maybe was going to get a portion of that. Yes, there's that's know, been talked about. So I don't know what the hell that's going to come out. I don't know what the city's going to do. I mean, there's just there's just a lot of unknowns right now to that. Here's here's what I'll tell you. We we want to help. We always have helped. Uh, in, whether it's St. Louis hockey chiefs. I mean, we've always been at the table trying to figure out how we maintain and help, and we'll we'll be at the table again to see what we can work out. But right now, there's just way too many unknowns to to be to give any specific numbers. Yeah. Is the leadership of the General Assembly poised to act on a funding package this session? Have there been discussions about moving ahead if, in fact, uh, the teams and leadership here in Jackson County can get things squared away, Governor? You know, you know what? I don't know, Steve. Mm-hmm. I, I really I can't answer that for you. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things happen. You you know, you've been around a long time when you get into a presidential uh, political year. Right. Uh, it's it's tough to get things to the legislative branch. You know, it's, it's just the nature of it. And, and and then when you add a few more things going on this year, that could even be tougher. So uh, I, I don't know how it's going to come out. You know, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, we're, we'll be at the table. If, if we can figure out a way to help, we want to help. Different topic, Governor. Any chance that you might consider pardoning Brian Dorsey, the inmate uh, here in Missouri, who's received so much support in recent weeks from prison staff suggesting that he should be pardoned from um, uh, the death penalty here? Nah, you know what, Steve? I've, I've been pretty good about letting the process work. And okay. I mean, you know, I, I I don't know that that really has an impact. Uh, whether they say, I, I haven't seen that material yet, but not, not that it matters. You know, that probably is not going to change the what's going to happen. Well, Governor Parson, always appreciate you taking time with us here in Kansas City at KCUR. And uh, all the best to you this session, Governor. We sure appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. After serving six sessions in the House, six sessions in the Senate, two sessions as lieutenant governor, and now my sixth and final session as your 57th governor, I am expected to say this is a bittersweet moment. But while the view from this dais facing all of you is a fine sight to see. But... It is no comparison to the view of that Polk County farm behind the windshield of my John Deere tractor. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancard, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Lauren Texter. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening. Hollywood writers are obsessed with the concept of an asteroid heading towards Earth and destroying civilization. But is this something we really should be worried about? I'm Kate the Chemist, and on my podcast, Seeking a Scientist, we meet the mastermind behind a real-life mission to divert the path of an asteroid. Subscribe to Seeking a Scientist, made possible by the Starris Institute.